It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Dr. Nitti the podcast between two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer. One of the things that I realize I struggle with is the ability to lie. I'm, what? Oh yeah. I am not great at lying. I kind of have my thoughts on my face and patients can tell. Oh, they can see oh, me. Oh yeah, thinking. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And recently we were at a show. Yeah. We went to uh, a, <laughs> a music show. Sorry. It was actually, actually, it was after you uh, recovered from COVID. Yeah. This sneezing now is hopefully just, just allergies. Random. Yeah. I'm allergic to you. Yeah. We're close. Yes. Yes. Well, and actually, when people say, I haven't heard an episode in a while. And I said, even though the deacon got six COVID vaccines, he, <laughs> he still, still got, got COVID. The COVID. With thing. Yeah. But at the show, this guy comes over who I don't know, but is friends with people we're tailgating with and goes, hey, do you think doctors are arrogant? And I was like, uh, no. I Can mean, I sure answer? Some of them are. Can I answer? <laughs> and then he goes, why do you think doctors are going out of the way to take care of people that are from underserved means or have been treated poorly forever? And I said, is, is this a real question? And yeah. he goes, I can't get in as quickly as I'd like because you're trying to take care of poor people. And I go, I think in the world, the doctors and police officers and judges that I take care of yeah. get in right away. Yeah. Right? People of lesser means are still trying to get care the fact that we're trying to realize that we need to give everyone care and this guy was uh you know frustrated with that i was unable to lie or hide my disgust with this gentleman and what we should have done and i i we should have said hey probably not the time or the place be happy to have this conversation another time but it is interesting how but he kept touching me he did i did not enjoy that he kept touching me and it's interesting how people can be so i did not lie to him about how i felt about him no would you say i was Aggressive or too aggressive in my thoughts towards No, him. I think you were you. I think you were, I think you tried to deflect and you really tried to value his statement without validating his opinion. Yeah. Right? I think, and I thought you did a really good job of trying to say, hey, listen, it's never been more apparent the divide as it was with COVID and access to medicine and vaccines as it was, you know, the way different communities are treated and we're trying to continue to reconcile. And I just thought he was way off base because he's talking to a guy who spends his life uh, serving underserved communities. And I thought, wow, this guy is just uh, barking up the wrong tree. So it made me realize I'm a bad liar. And the key is, I know the patients lie to me. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Is that all it goes? Is there more to that? There's more to that. I was, what else I, I was wearing shorts at night. So what else happens after pants. liar, liar, pants on fire? I'm not sure that's all we need to know. Okay. But it made me think, do lie detector tests work? What is a lie detector test? And what is the history behind these? I, now, I believe they are incredibly flawed. I think, in fact, I think I could beat a lie detector test. I'm sure you could. So, Like George Costanza. Back in the 1920s and the 1930s, there was this man, John Larson, who invented the cardio pneumo psychograph. Cardio pneumo psychograph. Yes. Okay. Then 
they changed that, the term. So that's like, is that where you think that's where Cardi B came from? No, no, Cardi- no, no, Cardio P. We'll break it down because Numo probably has a P at the beginning, right? It definitely a P and E-U-M-O. At this point, it was just his thought that you could tell by checking someone's blood pressure over and over while asking them difficult questions. And yeah. if the pressure went up, realizing that our body changes physiologically when sometimes we lie, but there are other things that can change it as well. So there was this time where he comes up with this test and then they're trying to find other ways to use it. And then there was a robbery at a sorority. Okay. And there were four women that were upstairs. One woman comes down and she realizes that her money was stolen and it had to be between one of these four women. And this man, John Larson, who was a police officer and a medical student at the time, which is pretty amazing. Okay. Had one of his people go and try out this device. And very quickly, the woman who had stolen the money did admit to having Having been the one to take the money after she got the cardioneumopsychograph. Cardioneumopsychograph. Yeah, yeah. What it consists of is two tubes. Two tubes. One wrapped around your chest. One on your chest. One wrapped around your abdomen. Okay. It's basically a physiologic recorder that's measuring autonomic arousal. So we can't always control our blood pressure. Yep. We can't always control our heart rate. And what it'll check is our heart rate, our blood pressure, our respirations, and our skin conductivity, or what's called a galvanic skin conductor. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that if I think about right now, like if I close my eyes... And you asked me a question. I could control my breathing. I don't think there's a way that you could ask me a question that I couldn't control myself enough. Well, I'm going to check your pulse. All right, check my pulse. First, you're not in atrial fibrillation. Okay, that's good You're in good a normal sinus rhythm. Hey, holla. Okay, and now I'm still in a normal... Did my heart rate jump? It went up slightly. And yes, I had to smack you with the tortilla from what you did earlier to me. <laughs> in our attempt at the tortilla challenge. Tortilla challenge. One of the difficulties of this test is one of the things it checks is how sweaty you are. Oh. And when you come over after uh, having worked out, you are sweatier than most days. Sweatier than most And you're a sweaty man. You're a religious sweaty man. Religiously sweaty. Now, they use computerized ways to check this. But we know from TV and from movies that you see the little squiggly line going back Is that the echocardiogram? Is that what that is? No, an echocardiogram is... When you do an ultrasound of someone's heart trying to look for how the heart is pumping and the valves, okay. it was similar to what is the cardioneumopsychograph, which okay. got named the polygraph, which means many things that we're graphing at the same time. Okay. Because we're taking these different numbers and grading them at the same time. We're seeing how deep of a breath you take around your chest, around your abdomen, your heart rate, your respirations, and how sweaty you get. So if you know the components of it, I mean, there's an episode on Seinfeld where George uh, is, is talking to Jerry. In fact, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember Melrose Place? Of course. So the spinoff of 90210 was Melrose Place, right? As they got older, they lived in Melrose Place. And Jerry was dating this girl, and he did not want to admit to her that he had seen Melrose Place. In fact, she asked him about the series, and he was, he was uh, about an episode, and he was embarrassed. And she was a police officer. Yes. So he said he'd never seen it. And then he gets, she sets up a, a polygraph test to find out if he's ever seen it. And George told him before he went, he said, remember, Jerry, if you believe it's true, then it's true. 
Yeah, and that is the case. And so what I believe is that we're going to go through what happens in a polygraph test right now. Okay. There are different components to a polygraph test. And I think the key is what we realize is that this just isn't a computer that will tell you everything about people. There is some skill to this. And I think this is skill I could have. So first, we do the pre-test phase. Okay. This is the part where you come in, you're not hooked up, and we just kind of chat. All right. I ask you some questions. I kind of explain what's going to go on. And I review, actually, some of the questions we're going to discuss once we start the polygraph. And so are you just watching for body responses, physical eye contact, things like that? This is often a time where lots of information you can get. Right. People will give other information. Also, if they tell you something about like, hey, I like beer, you know then to ask during it, hey, have you ever driven home after having had a beer? You know information you can get to get someone to admit something that may not be something they would want to admit, but can help us determine the difference between a truth, a lie, and the truth. Okay. Then we go to the control question test. We start it on. So we're gonna start it, you ready? Okay. The control question is when I ask you a question, okay. then maybe you're gonna to have to admit to something. All but right. first I'm gonna ask you some simple questions. Simple. Yeah. Come Are up. you referred to as Coach Pete? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Do you truly believe in Jesus? Absolutely. Have you ever been arrested? Yes, we've covered that. We actually haven't. It's getting its own episode. Have you ever looked at another woman lustfully? Yes. Okay. So These as you can see awful. there on the screen, that it's not going up in crazy. And so another woman besides question, Patty? Another woman besides Patty. So what we're trying to do is you're trying to detect fear. And then you can do the guilty knowledge test. Okay, how's that one go? Well, it's a question where you know info okay. that only the person that did something wrong would know. Oh, okay. So at this point, we're going to pretend like I am the guy doing the polygraph. Okay. And you are going to be O.J. Simpson. All right. Right? So it's going to go like this. Did you stab Nicole Brown Simpson four times? Did you stab her 10 times or do you stab her 20 times? And as I say each number, we will see how your autonomic vital signs change. The thought is when I said 20 times, which may be the right answer, I actually wasn't there, all of a sudden your numbers are gonna spike up at that time. Right. Oftentimes the best part about a polygraph test is that you have to make the person believe that it works. Okay. Because most times, when we get criminals, it's not because of a polygraph test. It's because they believe the test works, and so they basically admit it. They, deter- they decide, you're going to figure out that, that I'm telling the, a lie anyway, so I may as well tell the truth. Oh, yeah. There is a placebo effect. Sure. That the person being examined has to believe that it works. And this is a way to trick a gullible criminal or to trick a deacon. <laughs> so the question is, do they work? Okay, let's find out. No. Oh. Not really. So the tricky part is nervous people still would struggle with some of these tests. Some of these questions are really could make you blush. Yeah. Not much makes the deacon blush. That's right. But even honest people can have anxiety, can have post-traumatic stress disorder, could have hyperhidrosis where they sweat too much. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things that could go on. Hopefully they don't sweat blood. Like Jesus did. Hopefully they don't sweat blood like Jesus did. But the tricky part is we have realized that lie detectors don't really work. And people that truly do them will not call them a lie detector. 
They just call them polygons. You can detect a lie. You can detect physiologic changes. You can detect how people respond to certain questions. Sure. You can get information. So the question is, why are lie detectors everywhere? And are they admissible in, in court? They are not admissible in court. That's right. So in... 1998, the U.S. versus Sheffer in the Supreme Court decided that they cannot be used in court. In the 2003, the National <coughs> Academy of Sciences commented and said there's little evidence for a polygraph test to truly work. But you know who uses them? Even though that we've learned from the U.S. Supreme Court that they don't work? Who? The Law government. Enforcement. Oh, the government. government. Yeah. Yeah, and so the government uses them a lot, especially, you know, the CIA used to treat their informants how to pass a lie detector test, and mm-hmm. then used to bring them back in and give them the tests mm. and try to catch them in lies. There are many times, there was a time where we had a nuclear power plant. We have one here. Yes, it wasn't actually the one here. Okay. But where they did it initially and asked all their employees questions, realizing some would fail. And even the ones that failed, they didn't get rid of. What they said was, we're going to bring them back and have them do it again. We kept these people on, but now they know and believe this works. And so almost it's one of those where if you tell people the camera's on you all the time, yeah. even if it's not on you all the time, that these people will not steal. They will do the right thing. They were also looking for Russian informants because during this time it was in the midst of the Cold War. Luckily, Russia went away and never came back. Oh, I guess that's not what happened. <laughs> so my favorite part of where lie detectors are, it's not in the government Right, It's not people applying for jobs. In certain states, you cannot make someone do a polygraph before joining. If you live in New Jersey, they cannot make you take a polygraph before you get a job. Okay. But there are a lot of states that do allow it for trying to get a job. But my favorite place was the talk shows in the mid-90s. Oh, yeah. So my question for you. Maury Povich. Maury Povich. Yeah. Or who's the one who's uh, Jerry Springer? Jerry Springer. And then Jerry Springer's bodyguard is a whole thing. Steve. He's got his own show. Yeah. We have looked at the polygraph. Yeah. And Steve, Deacon. The test determined. You are not the son of Jesus. <laughs> you are the That's son right. of Madeline. You are the father of Madeline. Yeah. And Olivia. And Al- Alexandria. At least. Yes. <laughs> at least. At least. <laughs> And of all the people you've converted That's right. to religion I'm through their, Doc and I'm the their Deacon. brother. Yes. So did you have a favorite talk show host? Um, I, I did. I, Regis Philbin was my favorite. But when it comes to... We are not counting you on this, though. I know. But when it comes to the stuff, I did. I would, I would actually uh, oftentimes watch Maury. And I never would want to leave because you had to find out the answer. Had to find out the answer. Montel Williams got no love. Yeah, Montel was okay. Montel was good because Montel would hit home. I, 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 don't, I didn't mind Montel. My question was, were these people actual real? Were these real Americans? But the fights that would happen on the show, man, you'd have ladies pulling each other's hair. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Watching man. now, when I watch back, I'm yeah. like, all these people would have voted for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, say you have to do a lie detector. What I'm going to teach you now okay. is how to beat a lie detector. All right, teach me. There's different ways to go about it. One is think about our, our general state versus a specific point state. So the thoughts are when you go in, there's two ways to go about it. One is I'm going to get myself so calm that my heart rate, my breathing don't yeah. change. Okay. The other is 
I'm going to be such a spaz that it's going to be off the entire time. Yeah. I think you think that you could be the calm one. No. I could be the spaz. You could be the spaz? Yeah. Yeah. So, first, physical movements. Yeah. Right? When you get in, when you're doing your pre-test phase, you want to be likable. You want to talk through the questions in your mind. You want to bring them through in your mind. You want to get your answers to a point where you believe them. And I actually believe a lot of criminals believe they didn't do things that they did. Yeah. Also... You have to tell yourself that, I think, because it makes it easier. Yeah, yeah. You could take medication. <clears throat> beta blockers will slow your heart rate down. If you go into SVT because you have COVID, you could take a beta blocker, but you could take it prior to going into getting a polygraph. Oh, holla. Also, benzodiazepines. Yeah. Uh, you know, your diazepam, lorazepam, chlorodiazepoxide. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, all the PAMs. And I left out clonazepam and alprazolam. People love the PAMs. Alprazolam and the dazepam and the... Yeah. Uh, next. You could put deodorant on your fingers. Antiperspirant on your fingers to, to try to decrease the sweating. And my favorite is you sneak attack either in your shoe. Okay. Or the pain. Or right by your balls. Right. And every time that they ask you a question. That's the truth. You shove attack into your balls. Yeah. And then you pierce your ball sack just a little bit so a little bit of blood comes out. So you realize that the numbers so then the are just going wild the entire time. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, I mean, you would have to really have a lie that you wanted not to be discovered. Most times when you're using a polygraph, those it's, are the times. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. New Mexico does allow <clears throat> polygraphs in court for some reason. And in Florida, you are allowed to polygraph sex offenders. Hmm. Yeah, Florida always is a little bit different. They got those alligators down there. They're always a little bit different, that Florida. <laughs> I think the question is, do religious people lie? Well, I think, <clears throat> you know, the Bible talks a lot about hypocrites. And, uh, you know, uh, thou shalt not lie, you know, is the commandment. There is um, a lot of talk. Ooh, that for sounds like people, ice cold For those people beer. that don't think we drink ice cold beers. That's that uh, session beer from Wolf, from... The Wolf Pup Session Ale from Golden Road. Really drinkable. It's got a nice uh, golden color. Uh, easy to drink. Uh, lower alcohol beverage content. So it's a Session Ale. He's not lying. It's uh, a little, uh, for an IPA, it's a little fruit forward, not too bitter, and pretty easy to drink. Yeah. So if you're looking for a drinkable uh, Session India Pale Ale, the Golden Road Wolf Pup is not a bad one to consider. So anyway, when it comes to lying, we talk about, you know, the Bible talks oftentimes about not being deceived. I mean, it starts right away, right? In the beginning, when God created Adam and Eve, and often the big lie, right, that was told. So, you know, the serpent comes and, and tells Eve and says, you know, why? Why won't you eat the fruit from that tree? And she says, well, you know, we were told not to eat the fruit from that tree or we would die. And she's and the serpent says, "You certainly would not die from eating the fruit dying of from that an apple. Tree. Apples are good for you. You should eat apples. Right? Don't smoke cigarettes. Eat apples." So, so you certainly would not die. The person, you know, God made you. He certainly wouldn't let you die from eating fruit from a tree. And so she says, "Oh, okay. You know what? That's probably a good point. He wouldn't want to hurt us." So. 
she eats the fruit and then she tells Adam and convinces him to eat the fruit. And you know how they were discovered, right? Uh, how it was discovered that they ate the fruit from the tree? I don't. Yeah. So God comes into the garden. Oh, and he brought a cardio-pneumopsychograph. <laughs> and he took Eve. He put the thing on her arm. He wrapped the sensors around her so chest. So before, before the apple, they were just in the garden. They were about and they were naked. And uh, they were just in the garden. After the encounter with the serpent. Could you imagine? It's naked and afraid. You've been there for 30 days. You haven't eaten anything. You see an apple. Somebody tells you not to eat it. I would eat that apple. Right? I mean, that's tough. Naked yeah. and Afraid XL. Ooh, I was watching that last night. It's tough. The first episode of Naked and Afraid ever. Adam and Eve. Yeah. So God comes into the garden and he has to look for them. Because they're not just out in the open. Why wouldn't he know where they are? And he calls Why does he for, not know where they are? Ah, but remember, oh. what was the first thing we said about a lie detector? Sometimes you know the answer. Oh. You're just trying to get it he out of the person, the right? He so he's playing, the, playing the lie detector game yeah. and says, hello. Or like on, on, on that one, hello. So he's like, hello, where are you? And they came out. And you know what they were wearing? Um, nothing. Naked and afraid. Uh, when he left them, they were naked. But when he came back, oh, they had oh, actually they, covered they were, they themselves. They both had onesies? They had covered Matching themselves onesies. up with uh, some plants and things from the garden to make themselves not naked. So they were ashamed of their mm. nakedness. My next guest was Tommy Hilfiger. Maybe. Uh, you know, I didn't mind the, his logo. But I didn't love when it said hill figure really big on stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't mind little logos, but I don't need you writing all the big stuff all over everything, right? Like, right now, I'm in love with the Tommy Bahama. I like the little marlin, the little fish. It's pretty cool. I like some of the bold prints. But I don't need you to write hill figure all over stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Is lying in the Ten Commandments? It's it is not, not an actual commandment. But we know that thou shalt not lie. Hmm. I don't. Well, thou shalt not bear false witness, false witness against thy neighbor. That's so not. That that's, really that's is. Not, thou shalt not lie. lie. It's pretty close. Have you ever lied in penance? Have I ever lied in penance? Remember doing, I remember doing my first penance because I was raised Catholic, oh. and they sent me into a room, and they're like, "You need to admit something you did wrong." And I was like, "I don't know." I was mean to my brother. I don't know. I, I said a bad word, but like it felt like I had to go in and make something up. Yeah. But I didn't go in and be like, you know, um, I hate the nuns here. <laughs> but you did hate the nuns there. They weren't that nice. Yeah. I mean, they were great educators. But they were not nice and warm and loving. I wish if I could go back, I would go, hey, Father Deacon, I hate the nuns here. I've had lots of thoughts of taking them out when no one's looking. <laughs> They're not producing a conducive learning experience. Right. And I really need to feel positive energy. And if she takes that stick to my behind one more time, I'm going to end her. Mm. Mm. I wonder how he would have responded to that. I think he would have probably, you know, talked to you about how to control your, how to have a physio, control your physiological responses to when you're upset. Because, you know, I think that is a key in life, right? The lie detector has given us a true key to understanding how to control physiological responses to things that, that frustrate us, right? Yes. As adults... 
one of the things we have to continue to learn is how to deal with disappointment. You know, and the Bible talks a lot about disappointment, talks a lot about hypocrisy. And, uh, you know, so we talked about the first lie. There's later on, there were false prophets who, um, you know, there was a time when there were the Greeks and when the, when the word of God was being brought to the Greeks. Like, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand, please stand up. up. Please stand up. And, um, and there were people who were, who were telling them that um, the, the Gentiles, the Greeks, were different than those who were the chosen people of God and how they, um, their relationship with God was different. They had, to, they had to go through different steps. And then Paul came in and, you know, based on his relationship with Jesus and said, no, 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 no. Everybody goes through the same thing. So anyway, um, you know, but the Bible does talk a lot about lying and deceit and, and those things. There's no mention of a lie detector in the Bible, but there is mention of this trial by ordeal in numbers where they talk about a woman who was, uh, who was thought to be unfaithful to her husband and they gave her bitter water to drink. And with the idea being that if she would drink the water, it would become bitter and sour her, um, her womb. But if she had not cheated on her husband, then her womb would stay cleansed and she would be able to bear children. So there is this trial by ordeal in numbers. It's a pretty interesting story. Yeah, terrorists at times have been taken and said, hey, admit this if you react this way and then burning them. Yeah. And then they react poorly and you go, well, we just burned them, but that means they must have lied. And it's this power of persuasion that we've used and taken the whole idea of the polygraph and kind of twisted it. Yeah. What do you think is the most common thing that patients lie to me about? Mm. Well, they can't lie about their, uh, what they're eating. What they're eating, definitely. Uh, drugs. Oh. When they want drugs. Yeah. Not that I write many, but that is right. got to be one. Yeah. Uh, smoking, probably. Yeah. I get a sexual history sometimes. I sometimes think they underestimate. Mm. Not that I ask specific numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, How many partners have you had? Well, I don't ask that. Have you had any new partners or things like that? Okay. And, um, no. Uh, so you don't ask them to put themselves on a scale from like, uh, you know, none to hoe. I absolutely do not put anyone on a scale. Okay. Because I think that if you want to have many partners, if you want to have few partners, as long as you're doing it safely, it's very okay with me. Okay. Right? I am not here to restrict yeah, people. Yeah, you don't care about sin. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You don't sex, care about hell and all that stuff. Sin. Of course. Oh, my gosh. I have a question. Yeah. What do you think our wives lie to us about? <laughs> How much money they Oh, spend? absolutely. There's no question. We have a rule. When they buy new stuff. That there is like a number in our house. That if we spend over it, I need to be mentioned. Yeah. If we spend under, I don't want to hear. Yeah. So if it's so if she comes to me, hey, I want to talk to you about this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know it costs a lot of money. Yeah. And if it's under, I uh, uh, at this you point, don't. not like, at this don't point, even talk not at this point. It. I mean, I'm going to work till I'm 70. I'm putting in 27 more years, and so as long as I continue to uh, keep showing up to work each day, we'll be fine. Yeah, I like it. Let me tell you my issues with lie detectors. They didn't work. They worked so poorly that the Green River Killer, one of the serial killers, went on for 15 more years killing women and killing prostitutes because he passed a lie detector test. Oh. Yeah. The guy who There's invented- a show on uh, Apple right now called uh, Blackbird, and it's about a, a guy who was a serial confessor. So he would confess to crimes... And then because he confessed to so many crimes that they thought he didn't commit, 
they couldn't figure out which ones. They assumed he was just a faker, and they uh, found him. On, they arrested him for one crime, but because of all these serial confessions, they were having trouble with no DNA evidence to tie him to all the crimes. And the show is about um, trying to get him to to open up and confess to someone about all the crimes that he did commit. Interesting. Yeah. I love it. The guy, speaking of shows, that kind of came up with the idea initially, this guy, John Larson, the doctor, the police officer, yep. who came up with this idea of we're going to check blood pressures. He really got frustrated with some of his partners and how they tried to take this realm of taking the polygraph and calling it a lie detector test and trying to get patents early. He got frustrated. So he wanted to do it the right way. He wanted to do it the scientific way. And so at one point he distanced himself and he decided he needed to try something different. Okay. And he loved women and he thought that we needed to show how women are powerful. So the same man who invented the lie detector test decided that he was going to come up with a female superhero. And everyone said, there's no way. And in the end, he came up with an idea for a comic and he invented Wonder Woman. He did. Yeah. That's amazing. And remember what her lasso was called? No. The Truth Lasso. The Truth Lasso. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. The circle of life. The circle of life. That's right. pretty awesome. I think, what we've, I think what we know is that science is amazing and science is finding things, but I don't think that science can determine if someone is lying. There are now thoughts that we can do these functional brain MRIs where you get an MRI and we put contrast in and we ask different questions and do it while you're awake. Right. And try to see what areas light up. And the question is, do certain areas light up when you're lying as opposed to when you're telling the truth? The tricky part is people telling the truth are still telling a story. It's yeah. their own story. And so much of the stories we tell are from our memory of stories. Yeah. And the difference between a lie and the truth sometimes isn't so far apart. And I think the reality is many times a lot of these criminals that are caught are only caught because they confessed. Yeah. Like oftentimes there's no other evidence except for, and that really talks about, I think as a, as a, as a deacon, you know, you hear people wanting to unload stuff and they want to rid the, themselves of the burden of things that weigh them down. I remember a time I saw that and it was pretty amazing. And it was by a famous man named Jim Carrey in the movie Liar Liar. <laughs> when That's all of right. a sudden he could not tell a lie. And you know what he did? He got someone put in jail because he could not help but tell the truth. And the truth, the truth saves. The, the truth, truth will lives. set you free. And the truth. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Did not set someone free. It put someone in jail. And so I have a game for you. You ready? Did, uh, how many movies do you think Jim Carrey's been in? Uh, 50. At least 50, right? Yes. So yeah. we're going to play a game. Okay. I'm going to give you three of my favorite Jim Carrey movies, and you're going to rank them one through three. Number one is the best. Number two is the worst. Number three is... Number one, number two, number three. You know how it goes. Okay, go ahead. It's not our first time playing a game. Right. We're like in the midst of 80 episodes. Yeah. And so I'm going to leave out Ace Ventura Peck Detective. Okay. I'm leaving it down. All right, Even though I love should. the first scene when he's walking up and yeah, he's got yeah, the yeah. packages. I love the part where he's opening, opening the door back and forth. Finkel is Einhorn, Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn, Einhorn is Finkel. Yeah, leave it out. Me, myself, and Irene. Me, myself, and Irene. Liar, liar. Yeah. Because we were talking about liar, liar. And dumb and dumber. Um, so I'm going to go Dumb and Dumber because it's just such a classic. And it was probably the first one of those types of movies that I watched. I mean, I did watch Police Academy and junk like that growing up. But I think uh, Dumb and Dumber was the first one that was 
I think, a good movie. And then I'll go um, Me, Myself, and Irene, and then Liar, Liar, Last. Wow. So one, two, three. Yeah, yeah, because telling the truth really is difficult for you. <laughs> How about this? What about three really bad Jim Carrey movies? I'll give you three. Oh, oh Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I actually heard that one was pretty good. It was pretty good. I saw it. But I, All yeah. right. What about this? Uh, the number 23. Dumb and Dumberer. Fun with Dick and Jane. And uh, Once Bitten. You know what the worst part is? I think I have two of those on DVD. <laughs> what am I doing with these DVDs that are still stashed away up soon? So no, the number 23, Fun with Dick and Jane, and Once Bitten. Once Bitten. Oh, so Once Bitten is last. Yeah. I'm going to kill Once Bitten. Okay. I'm going to marry Fun with Dick and Jane. All right. And I'm going to F the number 23, which I thought was kind of a psychological thriller. Yeah. And the tricky part is I actually don't think it's a terrible movie if someone other than Jim Carrey is playing the main character. Probably. It was hard for me not to see him as a Jim Carrey. Yeah. yeah. And so lie detectors don't work. No. Polygraphs are interesting tests. Learning about how different people react different ways. Is really interesting. Well, and you know, I think uh, I think Eminem and Rihanna said it best. You're gonna stand there and watch me burn. That's all right because I like the way it hurts. Just gonna stand there and hear me cry. That's all right because I love the way you lie. Love the way you lie. Two things you can always count on. Well, one is, I would never lie to you. Watch this. I think your hair is nicer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is Knock him up. Hook him up. Hook him up. <laughs> and the deacon speaks. Listen, thanks so much to our producer, Tucker Butler, our, uh, our rapper franchise. If you see him, would you let him know it's time for Rap Recap? It is time for Can we do recap. a wellness check on him? Right? He's been gone for a while. Um, to our beautiful wives, we would never lie to you. <laughs> Please. Excellent brain trust to market it brand this that set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show gon' be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. Hundred percent authentic, you can't fake it, often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Rodis Chapman.